Let's take it to the edge. Let's get deflected. Let's talk about the night perspective. Let's get sharp. Let's get a little real. Hey guys, I'm Dan Eastland with Dogwood Custom Knives, and I'm here with Kyle Daly of KH Daily Knives, and this is The Knife Perspective, episode number 076, Blade East Wrap-Up. Now you're going to be thinking to yourself, Dan, like we just did 074, how can it be 076? Well, you know, you could just take my word on it, which you really should do. Or maybe there was some technical memory stuff and a really phenomenal show was lost, but now it's been found and that'll be next week when 075 is the the first one. Y'all just got to roll with me here. (laughs) We'll get it up there. Yeah, they they found the internet recording one, so uh, they said the quality isn't quite as good, but I think we'll be able to roll with it, so do another or you'll get two shows pretty quick back to back with each other so the the lost episode is found at least the one track my track of it is they won't have to just listen to half a second we say oh (laughs) so it went from a great show to a mediocre show is what i'm hearing maybe we'll see (laughs) we'll get it we'll get it put together so hopefully i got faith in you man thanks yeah blade show we're done how about that shit stuff? It always, it always uh, boggles my mind that like you get there, you set your table up, you're exhausted and then you blink. And then the next thing you know, it's like Saturday. And then you uh, try to see some of the last people and then Sunday, and then you blink again and like half the room's torn down. Yeah. I mean, you're enough like me that, you're pulling 16, 18 hour days trying to get a hold of Thursday. You come in, you're focused on just get set up Friday. You're trying to catch your feet and really it's blink and you're at the pit on Saturday. Yeah. Talking to a couple of people. And then Sunday you're, Oh shit. Here's the whole list of my friends that I wanted to talk to that are already packing up. Cause we're out of here. Yeah. I, I made a concerted effort to try to take pictures from the get go of people and uh did did fairly good there were still a couple of people that i wanted to get pictures with that i missed but um yeah i wanted to wanted to get uh um two things accomplished and i accomplished two of those things so or i guess three things three things i got accomplished we'll talk about that later no and i uh i gotta send you some pictures we need to do a little little montage of the the listeners that came by because i I tried to do the same thing. I missed seeing a lot of people and I feel a little, I feel like next year I'm just going to leave the booth. Like I'm, I'm just going to go see people and it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime somebody came by the booth, I was, or the table, I was going out in front of it and trying to get a picture with them and stuff right from the get go. Less like, remember whenever I saw anybody, I just tried to take a selfie with them real quick. So, um, ironically, 
two of the people that I usually miss getting a selfie with is Greg and Sean, and they're literally the table right next to me. So uh made sure to get that done towards the beginning of the show this time. Not only did I miss out on my picture with Laren, but uh, I missed out on my hard copy book. Ooh. So, yeah, no, I, I got to figure out a way to fix that. Um, I have really enjoyed the uh, the history of uh, Knife Steel so far. I haven't started reading it yet. Um, it, I mean, it, it's a technical book, but he, he kind of jumps out right up front with some useful historical references and information. I I have really enjoyed it. Cool. I'm going to the beach next week, so... Um, while Beth attempts to make me sit still and be quiet, I'll at least have a, a good book to read. <laughs> you little. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. Beth is like, just sit and relax. I'm like, nothing about this is relaxing. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. The beach isn't usually a place that I relax too terribly well. Um, my wife, my wife really likes to collect sea glass. Like, yeah, uh, that's been all tumbled and stuff. So we'll walk, we'll walk down the the shore there looking for that. And that somewhat scratches the itch of doing something while still kind of like not working too hard, but Beth can lay almost entirely motionless for like 12 hours at the beach in the blistering sun and just be perfectly happy. And I'm over in the shade because I've had my seven minutes of direct sunlight that I can have just absolutely crawling out of my skin. Mm-hmm. Now that the kids are too old to do sandcastles or fly kites or do any of that fun stuff, it, it is purely an act of love for me to sit still that long. You need to get one of those stunt kites with like the two strings and what I really want to get is one of those like kite surfing rigs. Where it's a ginormous kite. Yeah. Um, the other thing you could do, hear me out, is those yeah. uh, air-powered cannons that shoot your fishing lure like 400 feet out into the surf. I have I have seen and toyed with those, especially you can like freeze squid in kind of a conical bullet shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, set it up like a mortar, but you're right. You can get like four, 600 meters out of those things. Yeah. Heaven, um, heaven help you when you're trying to reel that in. <laughs> um, I used to surf fish um, off of St. Simon's. It is a, a nursery for black tips, bonnet heads, and Atlantic sharp nose. Okay. And just the way the beach is shaped, like tide may go out 400 yards. So you could go out there and cast, and as the tide comes in, you just let line out. Hmm. And nothing would give me more pleasure than I'd reel in like a four or five foot black tip and watch the beach just absolutely clear. Yeah. Guys that you've been swimming with these sharks all day. This is nothing new. Yeah. But yeah, people would absolutely lose their shit. Yeah. When I, on my 21st birthday, we did a fishing trip out off of uh, Port Charlotte and we caught two like six foot black tip sharks yep. and I was shocked at how tasty it was like real pork like flavor, uh, not quite as fatty. So you had to like, um, add fat to it. Otherwise it would dry out real quick, but, yep. uh, real good taste. 
Uh, I love them. Um, and uh, Atlantic sharp nose to me tastes a lot like swordfish. The key is, um, kill them and dress them immediately. Like as soon as you check to make sure it's regulation, man, I take the head, I dress it out. Um, and then when I go within a couple of hours, I'm cutting them into steaks and I cut out that, that thin red meat along the sides, okay. which if I remember correctly, it's the equivalent of their kidneys. Oh, the cap, the captain first mate did ours. They tasted great. <laughs> um, if you let them sit too long, um, basically, as I understand it, osmosis, the kidney and liver will flush back into the meat. And you can get some really nasty meat. So as I understand it, the key is to to dispatch them and clean them immediately. Okay. And then, like you said, you get uh, either a, a pork flavor or just like a really firm swordfish flavor. Yeah. And I'll do a little olive oil with some lemon, maybe some uh, shallots, tomatoes. Do them on the grill, hot grill, a couple of minutes each side. And it's like a swordfish steak. Yeah. We also got... Uh, they were tent count with the head on, uh, shrimp. So when we caught those yeah. fish, the boat captain was friends with the shrimp boat captain and we bought, yeah, I bought like five pounds off the back of the, the thing. He, he, he bought a couple of five gallon buckets of parts for chumming, uh, to catch our shark. So, yeah. And it is amazing. What a difference, like the. It was swimming around five hours ago. Shrimp taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the first times I've ever like cooked uh, head on shrimp. Usually they're always head off. So wasn't any problem. But the the people that I was was with, uh, they were like, I don't like it looking at me. I'm like, don't worry well, about it. I'll have, I'll, have it head off. I'll have it taken care of in a minute. So yeah, the uh, the Golden Isles shrimping shrimping fleet used to come in really near where we had a house that we rented and uh, dad would kind of look out and see him coming in and get like five gallons of seawater and get it boiling and run down to the dock and it would be you know swimming from swimming to the pot within an hour and it was it was absolute ambrosia yeah cool well do you want to introduce or talk about our sponsors real quick uh, I, I really feel like we should on account of I like having this podcast and not re- going back to prostitution. Blade <laughs> show might um, be a lot more lucrative than that. Uh, you know, I've put on some weight. I've got a few wrinkles. There's some salt and pepper stuff going on. <laughs> I, you know, actually, I hear the retirement homes are hot right now. No. Down in Florida, apparently. Yeah. All right. Um, it was great seeing Dan and Natasha. Uh, they came to the booth. They are absolute friends of the show. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed hanging out with them. Um, I really, you know, I, I got such mixed feelings. On one hand, they can get a lot of free samples this year, but it's because they were handing them out to a lot of makers. Yeah. So it, it's hard to get upset with people helping out the industry that way. Yeah. Dan told me all my free samples are when I pick up the pick up my stuff. So in your next order he might show some stuff in there. Uh it's no he's he's been very good to me. Uh 
I've, I've been working with a, a guy doing some CNC work and a couple of their materials like the, the sure touch and, uh, the Juma. Mm-hmm. I got it right this time. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really good about sending me a couple of samples for us to test to see how they would cut and shape. Yeah. So he's, he's been very good to me this year. Yeah. They're awesome. I also want to talk about Jance knife supply. Got to see Shanna. She bought a couple of my book, uh file work. I, I believe the I believe the term you're looking for is shit ton. Um, yeah, there's a follow up order, I think. <laughs> uh but yeah they she had them on the in the booth for like a couple hours at the end on sunday i had forgotten to or i didn't think to ask her uh before the show if they wanted them over there um but yeah she said she had been looking for a file workbook for a long time and uh she sold a couple in the, just in those last couple of hours so looking forward to um seeing what they have there so she said she really liked the file work progression card with it, the 3D printed card. I appreciated it. Off the air, I've got a couple of ideas that uh, I think would be cool. But okay. It just remembered Adderall wore off a while ago, but um, I wanted to mention it to you, but uh, it's not a fully formed idea, so I don't want to share it with our listeners yet. Okay. Yeah, you can get uh, 10% off your handle material with uh, discount code KP Grip. So definitely check those out. They got all sorts of stuff. Their booth was hopping. Uh, they had a significant uh, shelf full of powdered metal steels. So if you're doing some of the, the canister Damascus stuff with the 3D printed cores is really hot right now. Uh, saw quite a bit of that around the show. Um, they're a great place to pick a lot of that steel up in bulk. I keep thinking of that as just Swarcer Steel. Yeah. Um, I know I know he's not the only one doing it, but uh yeah, he was the first and um after you came by and showed me your little piece of history, mm-hmm. um I saw Laura the, the Lori the next day and uh I had to get one for myself. Did you get the the signature? Or- I did. Yeah, one of the one of the people I was showing that to said you should have had him sign the bag. I go, it's in the steel. Yeah, <laughs> so that was funny. Uh, I, you know, I might send him the uh, an email, get him to the. Why, well, yes, Dan, that is number seventy three off the billet that I first made. Yeah, yeah, I I took a picture holding it with him uh, down in the Even pit. Better. So, uh, that was that was one of the the three things that was on my bucket list for the show that I needed to accomplish when he, when I saw that he was cutting some of that stuff up. That's a little piece of history. And I actually told both my boys, look, one day when I die and you're cleaning the stuff off my desk, this is going to look like nothing, but it is something serious. Like if y'all don't want it, that's fine. Sell it off. But just know that this little piece of metal that's on my desk for the last 20 years, it's important. Yeah. I, I told my wife, if anything ever happens to me, she needs to call you, uh, Eric Mann, and uh, Ben Sechrist uh, to to help with all of my my stuff. So I now know the other two guys that I've got to call and negotiate with. <laughs> <laughs> so No, no, no. That's really out of date. I mean, that's. That's probably a a five dollar hardness testing machine at best. Yeah, but I mean, just so she 
knows what prices are and can help oh. her take care of that stuff. So, uh, one of one of the one of my favorite bumper stickers was uh, a car parts one that said, uh, "My my hell is." Uh, my wife selling off all my car parts for the price I told her I paid for them. <laughs> and I have heard that for uh, hunting, for firearms, for fishing. hunting equipment, for yeah. fishing. Yeah. So, yeah, it was only $20, babe. <laughs> Don't worry. I will be right there to back your story for you. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Uh, yeah. Uh, we also had, like I mentioned, uh, I was right next to Phoenix Abrasives, Greg and Sean, uh, great guys, uh, love talking with them. They're always so funny. Um, yeah, just great guys, uh, use discount code KP10 for 10% off all your orders on your belts. And, uh, like I mentioned, I really like the incinerator 36 grip belt for my Magna cut and love those purple ceramic belts for all my CPM 154. So check those out for, for blade show build up that 10 percent was really noticeable for me mm-hmm. you know if you're a, a order every now and then kind of person you'll be surprised how quickly that adds up yeah and the other thing that um you just hear about from phoenix from and with all or unlike a lot of the other belt suppliers is how quickly they ship they ship everything usually within two business days. So uh, where yeah. I am in Chicago, they're in near Minneapolis. I get stuff like I put in the order and it's at my door, like in a day or two. It's uh crazy fast. Yeah. And um, I want to give a little shout out to Ridge runner blades. Uh, they came by the booth and it was really, it was really a pleasure to get to get to know everybody. Um, Taylor, I've known he's a knife guy, has always been a knife guy, but to kind of get a sense for everybody else in the shop, it was, it was really a pleasure to get to know everybody and kind of get that, that total sense of who I'm working with. And I am really proud to have them as both a sponsor and a dealer for us. Very cool. I'm, yeah. Uh, I got I'm, to meet him and talk to him for a little bit. Um, uh, when he was at your at your table too, so cool guy. I, I'm expecting a lot of growth from them, and they are. They've been tactical and outdoor for a long time, but uh, Taylor really wants to start to establish them as a a kitchen market. And you know, you turn the Titanic slowly. You know, he's been kind of easing into, but. Uh, Everybody from the owner down, top to bottom, have have been dedicated to knives, but they've got an interest in in seeing the kitchen side grow, which makes me excited. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, my passion for making knives. Also, uh, we also got set supplies. Spencer, Ed, and Todd got to see all three of them at the show. Um, always great to see those guys. Todd, Todd is in the book for uh the file work book that i wrote with um the picture of the first file work that him and i did and the first one i did by myself there in todd's shop so a little bit of history that's in the the book too and todd's looking great man he's uh he's lost some weight he doesn't look so angry anymore Mm -hmm. he's gone from like 
shaved Sasquatch to just mountain of a man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's looking good and, uh, it always cracks me up. I don't know if you saw one of their more recent reels, uh, whenever they leave the radio unattended, Ed puts it on like Hispanic rock or whatever. (laughs) And, uh, there was one where he was like, it was like a mariachi band or something that dude was playing and Ed, Ed is like singing sand and handles and, and Todd's over there just with his head down. Like, <laughs> it was so funny. Y'all were so much easier to deal with when I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those three guys are so funny. I love the banter between them. They all seem like they're having a good, good time down there. So definitely check Thanks. those out guys out. They've got a carbide hammer. They've got uh a uh, knife vice. They've got a bunch of resin cast yeah. stuff that Spencer's doing. So uh, they're growing I've, their product line. I've I've been uh, I've been field testing their vice. I'm pretty pleased. I've had a little bit of feedback from them. We'll we'll see what happens with that. Uh, handles I love. Um, yeah, I haven't used any of the stuff yet. I've used two. I had a little bit of feedback. There was just about proportions of like dimensions on the blade just because of the some of the odd sizes that i work with but all the feedback i've had has been around proportions and just the way that i shape my handles Mm -hmm. quality has been phenomenal from them yep yeah spencer sent me a couple of uh first pieces so um maybe i'll i'll get to that hopefully when i get out of my backlog of orders so yeah that that never happens until you just close your books and everybody hates you. Yeah. I'm about ready to be there. So, and then we oh, got I, the last I, two sponsors of the show, cage daily knives and dogwood custom knives, the, the premier kitchen cutlery that you can buy. So yeah, check us out. Truly the finest. Yeah. You can find I, Dan and Kyle's knives at knife center. Uh, we both have knives there and I'm going to be working on a big batch of pocket bushcrafters for knife center. Um, that's going to be happening here soon. And, uh, I've got some, uh, I got some Magna cut kits coming there so- shortly as well. Awesome. You'll probably beat me. Uh, we'll see how this shoulder goes <laughs> and you can find Dan's knives at the cook station, blade HQ, Ridge runner blades, as we mentioned up there, uh, just a second ago and Asheville crafted edge. That where can we find Kyle's knives? Uh, you can find my knives also at Northside Cutlery, uh, Kevin Silverman. Uh, they're working on getting some of their knives actually on the internet. So um, they're going to start doing some more online retail stuff. I dropped a Broadbeck grinder off for him. He bought one of the show models and uh, he got a couple of extra kitchen knives that I uh, had from the show. So he's all stocked up on Cage Daily Knives. Uh, down there so some pretty Get impressive stuff magna cut stuff yep and you can find uh cage daily knife knife making stuff at phoenix abrasives they have the sanding buddy and sanding sticks and you can find how my carbide straightening hammer and my um i think it's a radius 26 sanding buddy that matches the brian house's um curved radius platen and uh books file work books at Jance and USA knife maker here soon so all right that's all out of the way we've got uh guild guild watch and knife shows uh the midwest knife makers guild hammer in august 18th and 19th of mankato minnesota 
I believe Nick Rossi is the headliner for that one. So uh, that'll be a great, great one for all you steel pounders. Um, yeah, it was great when I was there uh, last year with Steve Schwartzer. I, I, I have heard for a while that they have cookies on the dark side and, you know, I love me some cookies. Mm-hmm. So I might have an anvil. Oh yeah. And a forge. And a forge. And, and, and arranged with a Jason Knight for some classes. Ooh. Cause I really love cookies. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I got an anvil at the show too. Did you? Yeah. Um, I believe that would be a three um, D printed one. A Fletcher's <laughs> anvil. Uh no, it's a Farrier's, I think. But uh yeah, Derek Melton, one of the the guys that uh I was gonna try to buy a hammer from, uh wasn't quick enough. Um uh, but yeah, he had a whole bunch of these little anvils and stuff that he was that he three D printed as giveaways. So uh I got a little little small blue anvil. Those are awesome. Um Mark Hopper at the Goat and Hammer, who I made my first knife with, had a collection of these tiny anvils, and they were antiques. They were legitimate working anvils that guys that made arrowheads would use. Hmm. So they were these tiny little, like, three-inch wide anvils that were used for making bodkin points and hunting tips. Okay. Yeah, and- I know. I know there's a big... A group of people that collect those that they're like a five pound anvil, but they're like the actual size. But those were what the salespeople would carry. Um, uh, like also. samples. Yeah. Yeah. There are the proportions scaled down uh, from the other one. So you don't want to be lugging 200 plus pound anvils around as a salesperson. I wouldn't think. I mean, I wouldn't. A man of your stature may be comfortable with that, but <laughs> poor yeah. little old me couldn't handle all that. Uh, but yeah, um, the next one for knife shows that I know of is the Twin Cities Knife Show that's put on by the Midwest Knife Makers Guild. Uh, also, um, lots of great people there. Um, I don't know the list right off the top of my head, but that's going to be the finest sub- people. Yeah. September 29th through the 30th in Bloomington, Minnesota. Uh, so if you're you're way up there, uh, the first one they did last year, they said they had really good turnout and the lots of lots of great makers were there. So definitely check those out. And then uh, I know we just ended with Blade Show East, but Blade Show West is going to be here before you know it. October 13th through the 14th in Salt Lake City. That is a really good show for the culinary people. Yeah. Yeah, my wife told me I could pick one show, and uh, I've I've chosen Atlanta, so we'll see. That if you can only do one show, that's clearly the one show to do. Um, I do a table at West rather than a booth because just the the logistics of trying to move the a whole booth. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the kitchen side of things, I've done really well at Blade West. Yeah. Maybe I can try to make it out there one year. Or Blade Texas. I'm going to try Blade Texas this year, too. Uh, Alicia said they moved it up. I think it's in February um, now. So that'll be still good for you travel-wise. Won't be cold. 
Yeah, I mean, and if you're going to go to Texas, January, February is the time to do it. Yeah, shouldn't be too hot. Yeah, one of my really great moments is uh, I had a Texan just absolutely busting my balls, just giving me hell. And I got to look him just dead in the eyes, and I'm like, I'm sorry, what's your name again? Smith? How many Smiths were there at the Alamo? Oh, really? There were three Eastlands. Yeah. Um, And that has been like, that's my ace in the hole. I win every single argument, no matter how weak it is with any Texan with, oh, yeah, there were three Eastlands at the Alamo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a that's good. uh, Trump card. All righty. Shout outs. Did you have anybody for shout outs? Uh, It turns out we have the same people. Okay. Person. Perhaps for different reasons, because I got some absolutely freaking amazing jam. Yeah, he gave me two jars, a strawberry and a blueberry. So pretty excited for that. I got strawberry and the the hot pepper habanero, Mm. which I've gone through about half of it already. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we're we're not so much the the hot spice pepper at our house. So we like some spice, but not really uh, the the midwestern uh, white dude isn't into spice i mean i mean i like heat but i don't like to be in pain so Ooh, this mayo sure is spicy no i i can handle like the the buffalo wild wings like medium even some of the like mango habaneros not too terribly bad but uh much hotter than that is kind of like a little too much for me God, I just love that you keep proving my point for me. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of I people who can't Kyle. even handle that. So, Kyle, no, no, don't get it wrong. I absolutely love you and everything about you. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. All right. Bless your heart. Uh, so, yeah, Glenn from G2 <laughs> Knife Works uh, was the guy that gave us the jam. Um, he took my file work class. He really helped me out of a hole. Uh, when I got there, uh, there was some miscommunication and the projector didn't get delivered to the room. Uh, so Glenn, Glenn stepped up, got that set up while I was setting up my computer and pulling uh, the stuff out for my file work class and really helped me out there. Uh, was great having him take care of that portion and not have to uh, pull out all the cords and untwist them and do all that stuff. So thanks, Glenn. I know you're listening. Uh, it was great to meet you too. He's been good that way. He really helped me out at, um, the, um, Georgia, uh, Georgia Bushcraft, sorry, brain lock gathering when I was trying to handle 10 million things all at once and failing at them. He was really good about stepping in and helping out. Very cool. Yeah. And then we'll have lots of other shout outs, but that was one person that I wanted to give a little bit of extra shout out since they're a good supporter of the show too. Yeah. Um, I guess I should uh, shout out to uh, Ace Kitchenware Company. Also, it's John Medlin who also has Ace Leather and Ace Metalworking. He is making some new pans that are freaking awesome. Um. It's a spun pan. It's a carbon steel pan, but it's spun so that the the pan is really smooth. And he puts a stainless steel handle on it, which, you know, if it's in the oven, everything's hot. But on the cooktop, 
I've cooked with one for an hour and a half, and you can still pick up the handle barehanded. Hmm. Uh, it's it's a really nice touch on those pans. Yeah, and I'm not just biased because I sold eight of them at at Blade Show this year. Nice, very good. Um, they are absolutely restaurant quality. Cooks like a cast iron pan, but it's smoother, and I don't burn my hand when I pick it up. I know a lot of the like uh, sous vide steak people really like those uh, steel pans for over the cast iron for the sear, because uh, yeah. the heat from the the pan really dumps into the sear a lot better than the than the cast iron. So I've been told. Um, I have to look into that because um, my rule of thumb is I heat it till the pan's smoking, and then that's when I sear. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, I'll have to look into the difference between the the simple iron, the 10x iron, and the uh, stainless steel. Which I think I still have some stainless steel pans, and the these are the ones the kids are allowed to use. Pile. <laughs> nice. I was talking about the carbon, like what John makes. The, so oh, the, oh yeah, the carbon, those carbon pans they like for searing more than the like cast the thicker cast iron stuff. Now that it, I 100% agree with, they they take the hot the heat a lot faster and transfer it faster. Yeah. Um, I for people that know butter pat, I absolutely love butter pat pans. But since I got one of John's pans, I probably haven't used my butter pat in three or four months. Hmm. Well, I may know somebody that wants to take it from you if you decide to get rid of it. Um. You know, I, I hate to be this guy, but I might consider it. <laughs> um, it's a phenomenal pan. I just, I like John's better. Yeah. Well, I'll need to get one of John's eventually. I've got a bunch that I use that are sentimental. A bunch of my mom's old cast iron that has machined bottoms. So. Uh, and that's part of the selling point for John's is I think it's 125 for the eight inch pan, a little over 200 bucks for the 12 inch pan. And for an iron hand-shaped pan, that is an absolute steal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. All right, you want to start talking about uh, some of our yeah, stuff on Blade let's, Show? Let's just jump in some overthoughts. Like some, um, it was a little bit of a strange vibe this year. Like in no way a bad vibe. I had a great show. A, I think I had the best Friday I've ever had, but maybe it was just me, but it like the vibe was different. The whole show. Did you, did you pick up on something just being a little different? It seemed a lot more people were walking, walking faster by tables. Um, they didn't seem to stop and look quite as much as they, they did in previous years for me. Um, I don't know exactly why that was, but um, yeah, it, and that may be it that people, you know, they had their plan. I'm going to go here, here, and here. It was very head down, get in, get out, execute, rather than the, hey, I'm just going to float through the show and see what happens vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just different. Different's not bad. It was different for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on Thursday, when I got there to set up, 
I did my Knife Makers Guild judging, uh, got my voting membership for the Knife Makers Guild. Uh, I was pretty pretty happy with that. Jason Fry and everybody raise a glass. Yeah, that's that is no small task, and Kyle has completed it at or slightly ahead of schedule. Yeah, so I was pretty excited about that. Rest easy. That's the last nice thing I'm going to say about Kyle for the rest of the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I don't have to show any more knives, so uh, the pressure's off a little bit. Just have to keep you, paying my dues. You had to show five knives? Uh, four for my probationary and four for my voting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, still have all four of the, the voting knives. Um, still have one of my probationary knives that I haven't sold yet, so... Uh, yeah, still, still to determine what I wanted to do. I put some higher prices on the ones for the voting knives, um, as you should, but, uh, they didn't sell. So, um, but yeah, the Thursdays from here on out, will be a little more, less stressful. Not me and, or, uh, <laughs> agonizing over which, which knives should I take and stuff like that. So, uh, but that was good. Got to see a lot of other knife makers. It's always great to talk with knife makers on Thursday because uh, you can help them set up their table some and just actually have a conversation with them and not have to worry about them missing customers and stuff like that. Which is really key. Mm-hmm. One of the people that I was uh, that I missed being there was uh, Nicholas Impregnated Woods. Uh, yeah. They weren't at the show this year, so. Um, I was wondering what was going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not sure if they're what's going on there. I have to give Misha a call and see what's going on, but um, they usually have two or three tables and they certainly do some of the finest stabilized wood there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They always have a lot of really cool stuff. So um, I'm sorry. I just got a note. They're not one of our sponsors and I, I can't say that. You know what? hell with it i'm my own man they do really good stabilized wood <laughs> yeah um so yeah, do you have anything else for thursday no i mean thursday is pretty much what it is get your credentials get everything unloaded try to have it pretty try mm-hmm. to get in bed yeah dad and i went across the street um i forget the name of the steakhouse but we got some really good prime rib over there um nice yeah that was a. Uh, a good dad and son dinner, um, just the two of us. So before things got crazy, um, I forgot to take a picture with my dad the whole the whole time too. <laughs> oh, you you had time to take pictures of everybody but your dad. Yeah i I don't know why I don't know why I never thought to. So you know, you just cost us our sixth listener. <laughs> He's going to be offended. He's not going to listen anymore. We're going to back down there to five listeners. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Thursday was good. Uh, Friday, um, the start off and set up, um, was good. Got to talk to a bunch of people, um, got all the knives out and had prices on them and everything. And, um, yeah, that's when I went over and saw, uh, Laura about, uh, getting a piece of Steve's Steve Schwartzer's steel so i got a little square with the signature in it that was one of my 
uh, three things that I wanted to get done. Uh, so the three, my three bucket list things for Blade Show was get a piece of Steve Schwartzer artifact and uh, get Bob Terzola to sign my book since he was being inducted into the Hall of Fame also and uh, get Laren to sign my knife steel book. And I was able to accomplish all three of those. I stole, I saw Steve and I was talking to him. He's like, yeah, you know, I've, I've got one, maybe two knives. And yeah, I've, I've just got some trash that we cut up to, to put on the table just so I've got something. It's like, Oh, okay. You know, placeholders, I get it. And then you roll into my booth with a little piece of history. I'm like, son of a, Oh, I've just got some trash that I threw out on the table. Freaking <laughs> first powder can powdered canister damascus done it, it, that's just some stuff i threw on the table yeah i mean that that says a great deal about the the man's career yeah i go in there at the beginning i had a little bit of the benefit of asking laura which ones were kind of the ones she thought were the coolest because she had seen all of them so they she was she narrowed it down to a little bit and then i was like well i can only afford one of these so <laughs> I'm going to go with this one. She came by for some tweezers, and oddly enough, she wanted the same number of tweezers as I wanted um, billets, so uh, she went and picked one out for me. That's awesome. I'm not saying mine's better than yours, but it is. Yeah. I got <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of your tweezers for uh, using. I really like those really long ones. Uh, people haven't checked those out. Um, my dad... When, uh, when, when we got home on, uh, this was Monday morning, he was using fork and like, and like a steak knife to like <laughs> pinch the bacon and try to flip it. I go, hold on. <laughs> and like, like, uh, here, here, use one of these. And he's like, oh, that works a lot better. I'm like, no, no, no crap. So it's right there in the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going to get him a special pair. Um, let me know. We'll do, uh, you know, for some reason, I feel like some, some Grateful Dead kind of, uh, coloration, maybe a bear theme going on for him. Yeah. Yeah. If that's possible or yeah, he loves tie dye. So you, you had some of those rainbow ones that, uh, be good for him. He is a truly awesome guy. Thanks. Um, I'm a little partial. You should be. And I mean, he is who he is when he came by the booth. You know, I'm very glad to see you, Mr. Daly. And he's like, yeah, you know, don't make me give you the whole speech about that's my dad. That's not really my name. Mm-hmm. But you're my friend's dad. And there's a level of respect. He's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was funny seeing uh, him and Ethan have become pretty good friends. So when Ethan came over to the table, uh, seeing them talk was pretty funny. Yeah, they they've probably got a fair amount in common. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Neil Punchard, uh, one of the the guys that I that I know, he's on the Catchbit podcast, and he writes quite a few articles for Knife Magazine. Um, he's not on social media or anything, but uh, him and my dad were talking quite a bit. He's got a really amazing. Uh, slip joint collection with knives and stuff that he takes all the photos for a knife magazine. So of his stuff. That's so cool. it was great to see him. 
also saw Mike Moran. Um, he's one of the other guys in the catch bit show. Um, makes a lot of slip joints. Um, always great to see him. Um, that's the first time I ever met him in person. And, uh, I forgot to get a, get a photo with him. So a little bummed about that. Um, how was your Sunday? Uh, my Sunday. We skipped over Saturday. We skipped Saturday. Sorry. (laughs) There was Kyle's class and then some stuff happened and then it was Sunday. Yeah. So yeah, the class went really well. Um, I actually put in, like, if you look in the picture that I posted on Instagram, uh, on my computer screen, it says, remember to take a picture of the class you forgot the last two years. Um, <laughs> so um, when I remembered to take a photo of the class, it was like, oh, always at the end when the class is already over and over half the people had already left. So uh, this, the seats were full, I promise. Yeah. So, yeah. So this time I took a picture with everybody or almost everybody in there. I had two people message me and say that they, uh, partied a little too hard Friday night in the pit and they uh, didn't make it to the class at eight 30. So, um, well, I would have filled in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So got to see that. Um, also, um, talked to Hap Sanley on Saturday. I got a few of his nano hone products. Um, talked to him about being on the show. Um, excited to learn some more about, uh, he does a lot of like really, really innovative stuff with Japanese steels and sharpening stuff. So he's really, really helping us knife makers get us some new products that uh, I think are going to be good. We'll have him on and uh, Emily from Emily's castings. I got to hang out with her for a little while and she's got a fascinating story apart from a really cool product. So I'm looking forward to that one. I don't think I'm familiar with her product, so I'll have to give her a check out. I, strongly recommend it uh she's done a lot of fish scales and she put some iridescence in it mm. so where gl hansen does the all micarta which are i mean they pop you clearly know which fish they are she does more with resin and honeycomb okay and it looks almost like a wet like if you'd just taken the skin from the fish because it's got that wet kind of iridescence mm-hmm um, and then she does a bunch of other cool shapes, you know, really focused on the resin side of it. Um, Very cool. So she does some cool stuff. One of the other things that I got on Saturday was from the tactile turn guys. So they make a lot of pens and pencils and the, the summer or the spring release is a Nintendo 64 themed oh, uh, yeah. pencil and pen. Uh, so for the pencil, the reset button, actually, when you kind of pull it down, it uh, feeds the lead out. And if you hit the reset button on the pin, it does the side pin. Um, I, so I got the pencil and then my friend Brent Smith, bald man, knife and tool. He had the table right behind Phoenix. I was showing it to him and he goes, yeah, Dave got the pin. And then a little bit later, Dave comes over and he goes, uh, I heard you got a nintendo 64 pencil i'm like yeah i pull it out he looks at it and he goes son of uh and then yeah. i just saw him walk over and then he, he's like i got one now <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't notice they had a pencil version so uh pretty cool a little something we call a full set yeah yeah the he's a he's a principal so um 
high-end pencils and pens are uh, his wheelhouse, he said. So. You've got to fully fill in the bubble. Can't yeah. leave any. Yeah. Jess Hoffman gave me some um, some curly ash that he had stabilized that was really beautiful. Nice. Um, always good to see that. I went over to the current composite booth also. Um, they're doing, they're actually selling a lot of stuff to direct to makers. Now, uh, they used to just sell to, to bigger supply houses and now they're starting to like experiment with a lot more stuff and, uh, sell it to makers. So, um, I got a bunch of this vintage, uh, cannabis micarta that is thinner, like a quarter inch, but they, they cut these discs out with a hollow center. So they have these like 14 inch center discs um that uh they had they had for sale for 15 bucks so uh i bought the last three that were on the table and then uh, i also got a uh grinder stand from richard beck uh beck's armory it's uh adjustable you can move it up and down like every four inches i think or maybe That's two gonna inches save your back so i'm gonna i'm putting it together for my disc grinder uh so i can adjust it to get at the right height. So pretty excited for those. Um, what was the pit like for you this year? Oh, the pit was, uh, that's where I spent most of my time. So we actually, uh, called in pizza and wings on Friday night. Nice. Uh, had it delivered that that was by far the move. We didn't have to drive anywhere. Everybody could just start drinking. Um, it was great. Yeah, we did um, uh, heirloom barbecue, which was actually really good. It was a Texas pit master who married a Korean chef. Okay. So it was Korean-Texas barbecue hybrid. Okay. And it was really good, but it was off-site. Mm-hmm. And um, with the hassle of getting ready, et cetera, the food was worth it, but... I think you might have been onto something about uh, calling in takeout. Yeah. I also got to hang out with Brian house and a lot of the, a lot of his group, uh, Brian Cone, uh, pickle. Um, did you, did you see the guy's face? Uh, I don't know if I have a picture handy, but um, so Nick Tobin, he's one of uh, all of our friends. Somebody had stickers made with his face and put it on all of our tables. And, uh, Nick had no idea who it was and none of us would tell him. And, uh, it was so funny. (laughs) He actually stuck one inside the lid of my cooler. So when you, (laughs) when you pull it open, you see Nick's face now. So that judgmental face looking down on you. Yeah. It's a, was, so was his Instagram profile pic, uh, which is pretty funny. So, um, I got to thank Blade Show this year for no DJ. Yeah. Like, I'm not morally opposed to a DJ, but know your audience. Yeah. And uh, it, it it turns out that the, the knife community isn't really big into house music. Mm-hmm. So it was a good call. Get rid of the DJ. Keep the volume down where we could kind of have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. The, uh, the awards thing, uh, I don't know how to really fix it, but, uh, I always have a hard time understanding those speakers and stuff with, the uh, the microphone, 
seems like anytime yeah. any anywhere that I go tries to do stuff with that's very word heavy, it uh, is always difficult. There's always interference or the microphone's not being held well or there's a mosquito, so you have to do a strange clap dance in yeah. your basement. Yeah, my wife has has some fruit flies from her garden mix dirt mm. thing. So yeah. But yeah, the the pit was great. Um was down there till one o'clock or later every night. So still partying like a young man. Because you are. I guess. At least for a couple more years. Um speaking of the table, that kind of pulled the old man and uh I got like some corner tables. And for a while I thought, man, the, the pit's really dead. And then I got up and, and took a loop. I'm like, oh, no, no, I've just been hiding in the corner. Mm-hmm. Which, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm old enough to say that uh, it was kind of nice to have my own table, not out there be, you know, trading elbows, just sit back. There was space. Anybody that wanted to come visit could. I, I might have turned a corner on my whole pit experience. Yeah, Brian House got a barbecue for all of us or a bunch of us. Um, and we kind of commandeered that table. Um, so yeah, he had like a couple of half trays of barbecue and wings and stuff, and um, that was super delicious. And uh, yeah, I think having the having the food delivered to the pit was the way to go. But it's not quite as easy to talk and have a conversation like it is like we used to have at your dinner. Yeah. Which I, I look forward to doing again, where you've got a little more controlled environment and you can have conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's just Uh, so many people that you try to, to cram in to see and that the pit is one of the only places where I can talk to people for more than just 30, 30 seconds to maybe five minutes. Because uh, yeah. at your table, there's more people coming by all the time. Well, and you want to be polite and have a conversation, but you also want to sell knives so you can afford to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was uh, at the table as things were moving and shifting. I was talking to um, was it bald-headed knives. Bald man. Bald man. Damn. I keep getting that wrong. <laughs> And he was really patient with me. Every time I was like, bald head knives, like bald man knives. Damn it. (laughs) Um, But wound up kind of going down a rabbit hole with him. That was a pretty useful conversation around how to do well at these shows. Uh, And I've been really spoiled having Beth kind of train me to do sales because God and the saints know I am terrible at it. Um, but we were talking about just some of the little things that everybody should know that maybe they don't. Yeah. Um, like never sit behind your table or in your booth, be on your fate feet connecting. Cause if you're sitting there with your phone in your hand, people are going to blow by. Mm-hmm. Um, when they come up, start a conversation and it can be, Hey, how you doing? How's your show going? Don't be, hey, can I sell you a knife? Have a conversation with the person. Get to know them as best you can. 
mm-hmm. um, because it shows an interest, but it also breaks the script. You know, a lot of people get caught in that flow of, how are you? How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. And if you throw them off by actually having a little bit of a conversation, it it freshens the brain. It's like a cold shower of instead of just being down, head down, going through rope, now you're actually looking around. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I tell people is to check out the file work and most of them are like, I don't see that on any of the other knives. Like that I tell them about teaching the class and stuff like that. So uh, that's always a good one. And then uh, I had a big chunk of canvas micarta on my table that uh, I was giving people to feel how heavy it was. And uh, that was a pretty good icebreaker to get them talking and stopping. And, and that's a nice hook. Um, it can be as simple as colors, lights, movement that stand out from everything around you. Uh, a conversation piece is a, a great way to, to start that conversation. You know, I feel how heavy this is. I've never seen something like that. What is it? Can you explain this to me? Or all openings to have a conversation with somebody that leads to a sale. Yeah. It was also a good little spot that I could sign the book uh, that was up off the table. Um, but, uh, I could use to write uh, on. This is going to shock you, but signing a book has not really been an issue for me <laughs> other than some hallucinatory episodes that we don't talk about. I had you sign my magazine, you know, and I've got to admit that was one of the most uncomfortable and joyous things I've ever done. <laughs> like it, it was equal parts. I am flattered and proud and this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the other things that was kind of a blessing in disguise, I didn't realize how much of a difference it made. So I always brought these like two foot by two foot squares that are like half inch thick foam, um, that kind of have like a puzzle board piece in between them, uh, to stand on. And that helps so much more over the concrete. I actually forgot those when I was here or at back at the house, so I got some of the uh, kitchen mat the like that goes in front of your like sink, the Martha Stewart living collection. Mm-hmm. And um, I got two of those and they're like more like a hat, like a one inch thick piece of rubber. Um, and I could really tell how much better my feet felt uh, standing on that versus uh, the thinner uh, stuff last year. That has absolutely saved my knees over the last couple of shows. Um, And we'll put like one behind the lectern, one at this corner, one at this corner. And that's kind of your station to go stand on and go, oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Any other tips, things you saw? Um, Communicate, have a conversation. Oh, um. This is more of a booth than a uh, than a table thing, but think concave rather than convex. Because if if it's convex, if it's bowing out, they'll just bounce along that and move on. If it's concave and they have to come into the space, then they kind of get funneled along the space, 
and it's way more likely that people will pay attention and actually look rather than glance and move on. Okay. Um, and I think we talked about the old reliables of color, movement, uh, noise. Part of it is make yourself stand out. And then part of it is drawing attention. Mm-hmm. But follow that hook with don't worry about making the sale. Have a conversation. Hey, how are you doing? How has your show been? Where'd you come in from? Eventually, there'll start to be a pause and you can do the, hey, if you have any questions, just let me know. Or, hey, what are you looking for? Yeah. And keep in, keep in mind, the guys that you talk to now may not buy a knife right now, but they might buy it in six months. Yeah. One of the other things that I got that I just remembered, I got a uh, clear translucent Arkansas stone. So it's like one of their... The, the higher grit clear. ones. It's both clear and translucent. Well, it's uh translucent. It's like a greenish color with uh, the, the one that I have actually has some like brown streaks through it. That looks really cool. Um, yeah. Nick uh, Bellew of uh, the edge professional on Instagram and he works for RH Prada uh, hooked me up with uh, a stone there. So uh, that's a solid hookup. Yeah. Uh, Hap Stanley is making me a special plate uh, for my stone stage. So pretty excited for that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Any advice, experiences, nuggets for the, the upcoming maker that might be in your place next year? Uh, a lot of people seem to really like those posters and stickers. Uh, everybody seems to like stuff that's special, unique to that show. So uh, if you can swing some sort of special sticker, some sort of special giveaway thing, um, that seemed to to be really good um, to help get some more interest to the table. Both the the plague doctor and the the Gaelic dogwoods people really responded well to this year. Yeah, I got to find something special to put my my dogwood sticker on. I've already got dogwood stickers on a on the cooler and stuff like that, so got to find a special place to put it. I'm flattered. Yeah. I'm prepared for the special place to be the trash can, but no, you're, you're actually looking for a place of honor. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I've already got one of the dogwood stickers on the flammable liquids cabinet. That's, uh, that's where I've been trying to put all of my super special stickers of, uh, special friends and stuff that I don't feel like I'm ever going to get rid of that now. I'd be okay with the door to the bathroom because you'll think about me two, three times a day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the all the bathrooms for me are in our house, so uh, uh, I don't know if my uh, my wife will be uh, so keen on that. Potato, tomato, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, the for for your table. Uh, just try to keep things kind of clean and try to get as much information uh, so that people can see as they're walking by, but um, try not to have it too busy. And there's some gray zone on enough information so they know what they're looking like, looking at. But um, I have learned to leave a few things off to make people ask because that gets into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Hey, what is this compared to this? That's a way to talk to people. Yeah. And 
those conversations demonstrating your knowledge and your style can lead to a sale six months from now. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of people get focused on today, tomorrow sales and forget that this is, man, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you're looking for the guy that buys a knife from you every eight months, but he does it for years. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Rather than the guy that, um, buys one and then you've never heard of him again. Yeah. Um, um, anything else? Judging by the end of the show notes and my empty vodka glass, I believe it is getting close to wrap up time. All right. Um, Oh, I didn't, I didn't copy over the, my spiel thing here at the end. Oh, uh, you got a lecture. Yeah. So you can uh, keep in touch with the podcast at knifeperspective.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at knife perspective. And you can find us everywhere. You're listening to us now uh, and on the website. And you can keep in touch at Dan Eastland of Dogwood Custom Knives at dogwoodcustomknives.com, Dogwood Custom Knives on Facebook and Instagram. And you can keep in touch with me, Kyle Daly of Cage Daily Knives at cagedailyknives.com and Cage Daily Knives on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Um, Before we close out, there is one other thing I want to throw out there. Okay. Um, Talked to a couple of listeners and they had some questions and I was very happy to help out where I could. But hey, guys, if you have a question, there is a good chance that at least 10 other listeners, 10 out of the 12, have the same question. Like, if there's something y'all want to know, please text me, email me. If I know the answer, I'd love to help out. If I don't know the answer, that's inspiration for the next guest that we bring on to answer for you. So, guys, please, the the interaction, I would really appreciate it. If there's something about knife making, any aspect of it that you have a question about, reach out and let us know, please. It'll make it easier for me to to book guests and do show notes. And you'll be helping not just yourself, but other people out there. Yeah. Yeah. Always try to be as freely sharing information as possible. Except for when I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You want to give the, want to do the say good night, Dan. Say good night, Dan. Good night, Dan. Well, let's take it to the edge. That's what's expected In this discussion This is the night prospective Let's get to the point We're gonna talk about our things now Cause that's what's expected It's the night prospective